1: You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bett Rivers Network. Let's take a deep breath. And exhale. I've tried to meditate and listening to the apps, and I want to jump through the app and throttle the person. I can't do it, so I will not put through that. Let's get started on Boomsies. What's sip everybody <coughs> Pardon me. What sip everybody used without permission from Vic Berger of Office Hours attempting to, to call into that show and get official permission. I don't see him saying no, he'll he'll see it as hey, it's a great promotion for our show. It's a great way to start your day. Good to have you on Boomsies. You don't need to meditate. Treat this as your meditation. Block everything else in the world and just concentrate on what's going on here. Serious, that's what I do when I listen to podcasts. I block everything else out, put myself in that space and hang on every word. And it actually helps. Forget about your bills. Forget about all that shit. Let's be here, right here, right now. As Van Halen said. I believe they sang that song. And didn't they use that song for Crystal Pepsi? And are there, is there any Crystal Pepsi back uh, still out there? I want to try a Crystal Pepsi because I don't remember the flavor. Happened when I was in high school. They came out with New Coke, which is not good. And then they came out with Crystal Pepsi as a competitor. And then the New Coke was a great marketing genius because people bought the New Coke. that said, we'll bring back the old Coke. And they brought back the old Coke. And then it was just sales through the roof. It's right, your history lesson. This is uh, Boomsies episode number 52, the Roy Halliday episode. Hang on. Time called. Before you you get your knickers in a knot. Doc wore number 52, his first season in the big leagues. He almost threw a no-hitter on the last day of the regular season in 1998, wearing number 52. Remember it vividly. I was working in radio in Fort McMurray, Alberta. And we were watching the game at the radio station. We had a big boardroom. It was very cool. This a big boardroom where we had station meetings at, and we had a TV in there, so we were all huddled around watching the, watching the game. And then the no-hitter slipped away from this young upstart rookie that we could never have predicted would have the career that Roy Halladay had. But yes, war number 52 in that first season. So that was the summer of 1998. Well, I guess that was the fall by the time that happened. But 1998 in Fort McMurray was the summer in which a buddy and I tried to drink 18 beers in 18 holes. Uh, don't try that. It's a... Uh, par fives are easy. The par threes, it's, uh, it's a race against the clock. And then by the 18th hole... We were playing golf like it was polo in our golf carts. Left the course, found our way home. And I remember standing in the shower. I'm like, oh, I don't feel well. I proceeded to vomit. And I, to this day, think an entire hot dog came up. I'm like, did I take one bite of that? And you know how it is when you're in one. Threw that up tidied myself up and went to Cowboys. (laughs) Made room for the more booze by getting rid of that unchewed hot dog. Cowboys, what an experience. Those were some wild times. 1998, young buck. His whole life ahead of him. I also want to... uh, I apologize for something I said this uh, week on Day Monday's podcast. It's a podcast we put out on Mondays to talk about uh, the weekend, recap what went on. It's very current, keeps you up to date. Boomsies, not really current. We're just here to shoot the shit. So on Monday's podcast, I said, and I quote, Cookies and cream flavored anything blows, end quote. And I want to apologize as what I said wasn't harsh enough. Cookies and cream, you're done. Put this out on social media with that clip from the podcast. And I have an army at my back. An army that has been sitting in silence in fear of ever speaking poorly of cookies and cream. Here are some of the comments from the say no to cookies and cream army. Cookies and cream, barely a step up from vanilla. Cookies and cream is what kids eat when they want to feel dangerous. One guy said he chooses vanilla over cookies and cream because vanilla has more flavor. A lot of vomit emojis. Cookies and cream Hershey mini bars are the first thing I throw out from my kids' trick-or-treat bag. Those are disgusting. Cookies and cream is trash. Amen, brother. No truer words have ever been spoken. True. Cookies and cream just blends into the ice cream. It's gross. I thought it would be great as a chocolate bar. Boy, was I wrong. Most overrated flavor. 100% agree. Absolute trash. Now a child I can see liking cookies and cream ice cream. It's like apple juice instead of water. Because they're like, oh, this... um, I'm, I'm living dangerously. But if you're an actual grown adult, there's no excuse. Unless it's the only ice cream you've ever had... In your life, and you don't know other flavors exist, then yes, cookies and cream is awesome. But eating cookies and cream ice cream while knowing other flavors are available, what's it? Like? It's like watching a black and white TV when in the same room you have a big screen HD TV. It makes no sense. So I'm glad we're, we've we all uh, been set straight. I, I lift, I lift, I ripped the, uh, the lid off the cookies and cream jar. And now the fraud has been exposed. Kids, okay. Adults, not acceptable. Also on uh, the fun day Monday. My mom Sandra O'Toole made her picks on Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, doing great until the Monday Nighter, when Tom Brady uh, he he gone. Tom Brady blown up by the Cowboys, so she finished four and two with her picks. And I said, Mom, you got to come on the 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 flagship show. You got to come on Boomsies. You've never made appearance. She said, No chance. It' not happening. I got things to do. I'm like, you're a busy woman. I get it. So I said, can you send me your picks? She did. So for this coming weekend, Jags Chiefs, she's going Chiefs. Giants Eagles, uh, she's going Giants. Bengals, Bills, Bills all day. Cowboys, Niners. She's taking the Niners. So there you go. Pretty impressive start. The only uh, game she got wrong were uh, the Cowboys, and she uh, picked Seattle over the Niners. So I'd say that's pretty damn impressive for a... For a 75-year-old woman, she's actually an avid sports fan. She keeps me updated on games when I I can't have the TV on or I can't pay attention. And As I'd always refer to on a a program I used to do with Jay Onright. After a big game, her response was always, What a game! It's all-encompassing, just like boomsies. It's a great word you can use in any situation. And after any of those games this past weekend, you could say that. What a game, except the Monday Nighter, which was garbage. The Monday Nighter was the cookies and cream ice cream of the weekend's games in the NFL. Where you just had to sit there and live with it. Because that was the only option. And you're like, ah, I guess. I'm eating this. Does you have any chocolate syrup? No. Okay. Do you have any raw chicken I could put in here to give it something? No raw chicken. I guess I'll just swallow this down. The hockey world lost a legend this past week. Gino Ojek played six hundred five games in the NHL. He was one of the most imposing presences during his time in the league, beloved across the hockey world. The saddest part, he was only 52 years old, such a young age, and an age so young that my greatest friend in the entire world played two seasons with him, even fought him a couple times. That would be New York Islanders' great Steve Webb. Webby joins us. And Webby, Gino, all we keep hearing is he was one of a kind. You knew the man, you played with him, you fought him. Your take on Gino.
0: Definitely spent a lot of uh, a lot of memorable moments with Gino, um, especially when he first came to us there um, at the end of the season, the trade deadline for Jason Strudwick uh, when we re- we obtained uh, Mr. Ojic So uh, he is definitely a unique unique breed, unique man. Uh, he came to us with uh, he brought one of his buddies along. Uh, Ding is what we knew him as. He, he's Ding. And uh, he basically did everything for Gino, and I think he used to do everything back in the day for uh, for Pavel Bury when they were in uh, in Vancouver. Um, so he was a man of a, Ding was a, a man of many uh, skill sets, and he did everything. And uh, so it was basically a package deal. When we traded Struddy up to Vancouver, we got Gino and his buddy Ding came to Everyone, manage-
1: everyone needs a friend named Ding. Well, you were my <laughs> friend Ding, so uh, that works out great. <laughs> Uh, Webby, so many enforcers uh, we grow up watching, you think they're the boogeyman. Uh, then later in life, you realize, hey, the, these people are humans. And most, if not all, were actually the opposite of the boogeyman and gentle giants. Could the same be said for Gino?
0: Yeah, 1,000%. He came in, he basically took care of all the young guys. You know, we had a, we were kind of in changing. When he came in, the trade deadline it was really next year because that summer we kind of unloaded like Palfi and Smolinski and. Brought in a bunch of young guys, and we were in that, you know, that kind of. Uh, we're trading a lot of people away, and going very, very young. And Gino was in the mix, and so Gino would come in and kind of try to handle and take care of a lot of the younger guys. He's one of our, you know, senior statesmen. You know what I mean? Uh, in the dressing room. And so, but he, he treated everybody with a lot of respect. You can talk to anybody who, who dealt with Chino from the medical staff, training staffs to the people on the planes. Um, you talk to anybody at the hotels and he was very respectful to everybody that he came in contact with. He came in and had that, that grin every single day on his face. He loved being at the rink. He loved being uh, around the hockey space. And uh, again, I think you know Vancouver definitely at the end. In the last couple of years have uh, you know opened arms to bring Gino back into Vancouver. And uh, you know you see the way he glowed being around the atmosphere and being around the game.
1: So you probably see it now that uh, you were in the game, and now you're still associated with the game. It's almost like the hockey space, as you described it it's the one place where a lot of players can quiet their mind.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. You basically can take everything outside and you know, it's distracting you or going on in your life from family members to, uh, that may be having struggles to, uh, you name it. Um, uh, to friends and, and you basically go to work um, and you basically get ingrained into your craft and you basically spend that's where your your releases and that's where you're just you know you get rid of all your distractions and you go in and you focus on something that you love and that you uh, you enjoy doing every day and you get into that space of, of comfort being around the uh, your teammates. Um, where they really support you, and uh, that's a strong um, strong lifeline for a lot of players uh, when they're in that space when you're in it. And it's harder when you leave, and you don't have that, uh, those teammates uh, surrounded by you on a daily basis.
1: Uh, Webby, I mentioned you fought him twice. We are getting so old that uh, clips from your playing days are very grainy, but uh, I was able to see one of the fights. Uh, how, in your mind, did you fare in those tilts with Gino? and And in the lead-up to or after... Since you guys were teammates before these fights, did you, did you talk about it? Was there anything said? Well, yeah,
0: yeah, no, we didn't, no, 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 lead up to anything. I think that you know, after the fact, I think you know, Gino had a role. Um, I had a slightly different role that made guys like Gino want to kick the crap out of me. <laughs> Um, so, um, so anyways, I think he remorsefully had to, had to do his job and I don't think he really enjoyed it. As you can see, the looks on his face after the fights, um, definitely, uh, not the excitement that you typically have when you have a bout, um, you know, I mean, when you get all that fired energy, but I think he had to do a job and, uh, likely probably had to take care of business with coming after me and slowing me down. Um, but I think, uh, I don't think he really enjoyed that piece of it later on in his career. But I think early on in his career, he was, he was basically the quintessential guy, the badge of honor guy played the game fair and he was mostly clean <clears throat> to a point. And then, um, he defended his teammates you know what I mean, he rode shotgun with Pavel for so long, he knew his role and he basically made sure no one took advantage of those guys, and I know the days of that, you know what I mean, uh, conversation are definitely deteriorating and going in the other direction, in which I understand the, the way the world is today, and I respect that. Um, but back then, those were the rules, and he lived by those rules, and uh, he was very respectful of those rules.
1: Uh, Webby, before we let you go, I got I to gotta ask you a question uh, that uh, has been the topic uh, since uh... – Uh, Fun day, Monday's podcast where I brought it up and I backed it up with evidence today from people that uh, I put the message out on social media yesterday that cookies and cream ice cream is garbage. It is the worst flavor. If you have another option and you choose cookies and cream, there's something wrong with you. Your take on cookies and cream ice cream.
0: You mean any other option? Yeah. What's your option? I'm just saying. You give me drop, I don't I'll, care
1: I'll, vanilla yeah. chocolate, but cookies and cream ice cream is so boring, tasteless. All it does is disappoint.
0: Well, it definitely makes you think that it's Oreo cookies that are in your ice cream, and it's not. We know yes. that is yes. right. So it's, I think it's it's you know the expectations high. So you and
1: think that the title Liberty, is very Liberty misleading.
0: Book. Very misleading because, well, it doesn't say Oreos. It does say cookies. So, they, you know, but it makes it look like on the package, you got a basic a bunch of. Wait, it does or- says
1: cookies. It's called cookies and cream. It doesn't
0: say Oreos.
1: No, it doesn't say cookies and Oreos or Oreos and cream.
0: Oreos and cream or whatever. Right. So the, the, I think the visual misleads you, not the name.
1: So you're a, you're in agreement with me.
0: Yeah, I would, I, I'm not a big – it's more the texture that gets you, you know what I mean, versus the flavor.
1: Yeah, and I know you like ice cream.
0: I know it's a <laughs> hard-hitting question. I know that was a big one for you. So I know yes, you've, uh, you've reached out of your uh, – you're uh, you know, your, into your pockets there and pulled that one out. It's pretty impressive.
1: Hey, Webby, you know, we're just here to distract people for 50 <laughs> minutes of the day. And <laughs> cookies and cream is a good topic to do that. Appreciate it, buddy. Webby. Great guy. We've known each other since first day of grade nine. It's a long time. And he knows ice cream. He also knows cheese. The only man I've ever met who, some days you wake up and uh, if he stayed over at your house, you be like, what the f*** happened to this block of cheese? There'd just be bite marks out of the block of cheese. <laughs> ah, Webby. That rat. Cheese <laughs> does not... Actually, I'd have cheese-flavored ice cream ahead of cookies and cream. Sorry for uh, turning the ice cream industry on its ear, but uh, it had to be done. Hey, let's get to our uh, our voicemails and emails. Remember, the... <laughs> The email or voicemail of the week receives a CHL prize pack. Now, we went a call, we sent out a call to action in which we we told people, hey, we sent this out on Twitter. Send us an email, an email or a voicemail, and you can maybe get a prize pack from your favorite team in the CHL. Maybe it was worded wrong. Maybe uh, people just read it wrong. But I got a bunch of emails. People saying, "Hey, I saw I'm supposed to send you an email and tell you my favorite CHL team, and then they would tell me their favorite team." That that's not what we were looking for. We wanted you to engage with the show. Send us a pet peeve of yours. Send us your your uh, your thoughts on boomsies. Thoughts on anything. Thoughts on life. Expand upon. Who your favorite team is? Because that's what we didn't ask. We're gonna ask that after you are awarded the CHL prize pack. So one of these is gonna win the CHL prize pack, except our our voicemail this week, because I don't think an employee can win the CHL prize pack. Because uh, I got a, a very strange voicemail. That I'm gonna play for you here. Toolzy, Richard Boss, Richard Halava. I'm calling on purpose. Congratulations on one year of Boomsies. I still don't know what the hell that means, but listening to your show this last year, I'm guessing it means friendship, caring, support, and something about cats. You've promoted the testicuzzi, rusty taco, and man-made underwear. But maybe you should think about promoting my product on occasion too. Apologies, our product makes no mention of private parts. You're one, you're done. (laughs) Thank you for being a part of our family. I'm hanging up now. Okay, it's a... And I get so stressed about things. I heard that and I'm like, "Oh my god, are we getting fired?" The boss called, he's like, "You mentioned everything else except our product." But I'm like, "I I don't want to beat people over the head with it. I want it to be just seamless." Get the Bet Rivers app in Ontario. Enjoy responsibly. And I think that you say that for booze. Play responsibly? Play responsibly. Not going to lie to you. I'm all over that app all the time. Checking the odds. Seeing what the hell's going on. Seeing if the lines have moved. Watching the in-game stuff. That's the most fun part. Having the app open while you're you're watching a game. And seeing the... Oh, jeez. There are win chances. If I put five bucks on them... You put five bucks on the Jags when they were down twenty-seven nothing, and you put five bucks on them to win. Love to know what that payout would have been. Someone put one point four million dollars on the Chargers and to win ten thousand dollars, which makes no sense, and they lost because the Chargers lost that game. Now, I was actually uh, messaging a friend within the company. And I said, why would a sports book shame one of their massive bettors? Why would they put that info out there? Because if that guy's sitting there, he's like, well, don't I feel like an idiot? Their name's not attached to it, but he's like, that's my bet. And it's all over social media. F these guys. If he had won, I wouldn't even want that out there because... 1.4 million to win 10 grand eh, that's not good. Give me 1.4 million dollars and in that two hours that that uh, second quarter took to play i'll I'll get you 10 grand somewhere. I'll get you 12 grand guaranteed. How am I going to get it? No questions asked but I will make you a better return on your investment. Uh, To to send us an email, it's our voicemail. I forget the number. What's the number, guys?
0: The number is 289-796-2001.
1: 289-796-2001. 289-796-2001. Send us a voicemail. Um, So that voicemail not in the running for the CHL prize pack. Let's get to our emails that are definitely in the running. Hey, Dan. Love the pod. Listen all the time. My top five list for holidays is as follows. Because in the last episode of Boomsies, I ranked holidays. I'm going to start it as number five. He gave me one down to five. You start at five. St. Patrick's Day at number five. Any excuse to drink something green. Number four, Boxing Day. World Juniors start this day. I don't. World Juniors. That's televised. I don't have that channel. Number three, Thanksgiving. For reasons you already mentioned about no gifts, just eat and be with family. Number two, does it really matter what's next after number one? Fine. Christmas. To see how much my kids enjoy it. And I read that and I'm like, maybe I should rank Christmas higher because I'm being very self-centered on the stress it causes me while ignoring the joy it gives my kids. And this is a weird one. His number one holiday, Labor Day. (laughs) Before I get into his explanation, Labor Day I have a problem with because it means the end of summer. And it means everyone's back to school. But it means the Oriental Fair is coming to town. Because it's the first weekend after Labor Day. But let's see what Steve says for his reasoning behind having Labor Day. (laughs) The only human on Earth who has Labor Day as their top holiday the last twenty five years, it's been a weekend where some buddies and I forget about our wives and kids for a few days and go hang out, not eat vegetables, drink too much uh, or um, water, golf, and enjoy the finest that Mont Tremblant Casino and Village has to offer. Okay, so it's a it's a it's his getaway weekend. I get that. Uh, and then he added to this uh, list: Valentine's Day. You're done. So much pressure to make a big deal about that day in particular. What if we've already done nice things throughout the year already? Let involve chocolate, wine, dinner out, romance, etc., etc. Stop pressuring us to formalize it again. Mic drop, boomsies, go sends Steve in Ottawa. Thanks for that, Steve. Bizarre number one. Hi, Dan. Sorry, that was a repeat of the email I just read. Tina, regular contributor, is uh, sending an email about an advent calendar that I said we need for February. This is what this is in regards to. Because I said February sucks, we need something to look forward to. You can get wooden advent calendars so you can do them whenever you want. And then she sent me a link to where to get them. She said, enjoy. Okay, I get that. But then that'll stress me out because I've got to fill the event calendar myself. I want a prepackaged February with the correct amount of days calendar already done with surprises for me too. I want this for me and my kids. I want joyous filled calendar. I don't want no kinder chocolates or lint chocolates. Lint chocolates, yourself, you suck. You can go in your cookies and cream and out the door. So someone come up with a February spectacular. Enjoy the month. Let's party advent calendar. I will buy it. I will buy one every single year. Please make it happen. Hey, Toolsy, just listen to episode 51, and I have one request. You need to tell one spoiled meat story once a month. I was rolling hearing you gag every time you thought about it. Thanks for the gags, Big Dog Rob. Last episode of Boomsies, I was uh, referencing a New Year's Eve party, in which I attended also in Fort McMurray, Alberta, and opened up a fridge, and there was spoiled meat. And I hadn't thought of that situation until I vocalized it and I started to gag. And then someone reached out to me on, uh, I believe it was my old roommate. I went through a lot of roommates. Someone leave the station, I get the the new person coming in. And they messaged me, said, I think I remember that party. I'm like, you don't forget that party when there's spoiled meat. And four people on the couch when you walk in watching porn. It was that's straight out of a horror. That's how a horror movie starts. And we had a text to the uh, the voicemail line. Hi, Dan. This is Johnny. I live and work in Hay River in the Northwest Territories. I wanted to ask you if you've ever been to any of Canada's territories and or what are your thoughts on them? Johnny. My old boss, Kelly Boyd, who has uh, since passed uh, great man. He would always go on a fishing trip with some buddies up to Hay River. And The longer I was at the radio station, he was the GM there. Got to become closer and our friendship grew. And I got invited on these trips. But I never went. Not a big fisherman. Don't have the patience. And uh, since then, I've regretted it. And no, I've never been to the territories. It's the only part of Canada that I've never been. The furthest north I've been is Fort McMurray, which is... What's our distance here? I'll tell you. Fort McMurray to Hay. Uh, That's still 12 hours. That's still a 12-hour drive. Holy crap. That's why I didn't go. (laughs) The not liking fishing. The internet was still very young in those days, but I still found it somewhere. That was, when did Google start? Google probably, when did Google start? Yeah, it started in 98, right around when Roy Halladay almost threw a no-hitter. Holy shit, 1998 was the year everything was happening. And I was looking up distance to Hay River and saying, no chance. I could have been Baba Azumi, and I'm still not going to Hay River for a 12-hour drive. 1,200 kilometers away. I thought Hay River was a couple hours. So to answer your question, Johnny, I have not been to Canada's territories. That is on my bucket list. I tell you, uh, the tourism for the territories, when they come on the TV and they say, explore the territories, I'm like, that looks gorgeous. Ben Avon who has been on this podcast, one of my other former roommates. He's a Brit. He came on because he's a nice road trucker. He lives up there. I have an open invite to go visit him. It will happen. I just have to pick the right time because I want it to be kind of warm. So obviously I go in the summer. Uh, Andrew... Uh, Sorry, Z-Money is the doler out of CHL Prize Packs. He is the one who selects the email of the week. Z-Money, who is receiving this week's award? We're
0: going with Johnny from Hay River.
1: Johnny from Hay River. Oh, boy, he's going to be all bundled up in his CHL gear because they send you hats, they send you scarves. And I'm very intrigued about which CHL team he picks. Uh, our last winner was from Kingston. And I said they're they're going with the they're probably going with the Frontenacs. necks. Wildcard, they went with the Brandon Wheat Kings. And two of our winners, not from Brandon, picked the Wheat Kings. And my reasoning is because of the tragically hip. They chose it because they're big hip fans. And they, they like the Wheat King song. Those are my thoughts. So Johnny, we thank you for that. We thank you for, for sending in your messages. And we thank you for the cookies and cream haters to come out of the woodwork. I'm glad we've formed this new community and we won't live in the shadows anymore. It's been far too long. That we've had to bite our tongues. That we've had to hold back our gags. When people ordered cookies and cream. And pretended they liked the flavor. It was all lies. And if you're one of those people. Join us. It's so liberating. You'll be a new person. Until next week. Hug somebody. Don't let those hugs. Feels good. Gave my daughter Ruby about a two-minute hug the other day. She was like, okay, you can let me go now. I'm like, nah. Nah. Let's just keep this going. And be nice to people. doesn't cost you a freaking thing. See you next week. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozie. Fly from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh baby boomzies.
0: Thanks for listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network